Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book writer and absolutely lovely guy, Alan Dumford, about what comics he would take into a zombie outbreak apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Comic Scene. There are two weeks left for their latest Kickstarter, The History of Comics 1966, 1972, 1982 and 1989, which cover subjects such as Steve Ditko, Swamp Thing, FIFA Vendetta and Marvel in the UK. Find out more by searching for History of Comics on Kickstarter or by simply clicking the respective link in the show notes. Also, on a side note, if you enjoy the show today, uh, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. And it's greatly appreciated too. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Alan Dunford. How's it going? Hello, it is going fantastic. How are things your way? Yeah, pretty good. And you know what? We're having a, a little last blast of summer here in the UK. We thought it was all over, but this week it's uh, it, the, the sun is shining and we're, we're above 20 degrees Celsius, which is what in the region of like 80, 90 degrees Fahrenheit or something. Listen, um, that sounds yeah. absolutely miserable to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a very up. cold-blooded person. I hate that about <laughs> myself. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I live, uh, you know, in the United States, in West Virginia, and uh, right. if it gets past eighty degrees, I'm done. Oh, bingo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a warm summer's day here in the UK. I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> well, hopefully, it's uh, not like you could always bring a coat, Alan. Well, okay, yeah, I'll have to do that. I'll be that guy wearing a turtleneck and <laughs> <laughs> in the height of summer. Yeah, right. Brilliant. Uh, well, Alan, thank you so much for coming on on the show. And for anybody that hasn't come across your work just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? Um, I guess you can call it what I do: writing. I don't know if some people would define it as that or not, but yeah. yeah. So um, I'm very, very new to the comic world um, and we'll get into it here in a little bit, but my first comic and only comic that I have right now is a comic called Pocus Hocus. Fantastic. And and you're on issue two, uh, issue two's Kickstarter at yes. the moment as well, aren't you? Yes, and it's uh, it actually reached funding on day three, which was uh, yeah. very surprising and humbling to all of us that were Amazing. working on it. And we're hoping to still keep up the momentum because, I mean, as anyone knows that's listening to this or you've had on here, uh, even yourself, comics are yeah. very expensive to make. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You better yeah, believe so, that. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and it's so weird, too, like getting into this medium um, and then really just engrossing with it and then having to find out how much your new hobby is about to cost you know? oh yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. um and and for all the listeners out there uh give us a flavor of what pocus hocus is about okay so pocus hocus is about a magician who sells his soul to actually have real powers uh, and what we kind of really went for with it is uh he goes for having demonic powers um, and then the idea is that he's just trying to use that just for fame and fortune. Amazing. And, and where did this idea come from? Um, so 
it, ironically, I'm 31 years old right now. And I remember writing this story for Pocus, or originally it was just called The Magician, because I was seven whenever wow, I thought of this. Look at yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I mean, I didn't even know how to spell magician. I barely still do, but definitely then I didn't. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's actually where it came from. And I've always just been so interested with magic and all this stuff. And um, I guess in my 30s now, I, I decided to actually make a comic on it amazing and and the art is is absolutely fantastic um and very fitting for the story and very striking as well how how did you come across the artist so um a, a good friend of ours who's already involved in this medium his name's mike tenner and he friend of the show he's been oh is he okay awesome all right Uh, yeah Yeah. mike said he's been on here before but i i didn't know if you remember him a very forgetful person you know (laughs) 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 no so mike and i we've actually been friends for gosh i feel like it's coming up on like 15 years now um so he got in the comics and he's obviously made connections he's done well for himself so my co-writer and i will radford he directed us to brian volando because he did some work with Brian on another comic of his and it was just uh, a match made in hell. So it's been absolutely <laughs> perfect. Fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, where can people find you online? Yeah. So people can find me online, uh, Twitter. The handle is chaps of fury, all one word, of course. And mm. they can reach us also on Facebook under our Pocus Hocus page or at Pocus Hocus comic at gmail.com. Amazing. And of course, all those links from the show notes, along with a link to, to the Kickstarter itself, or you can just simply search Pocus Hocus on um, on Kickstarter and it will come up there. Yeah, we're, we're thankful that we're the only ones dumb enough to call our project Pocus Hocus. <laughs> so we, <laughs> but we have just one search, so that's good. Amazing. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that hasn't cropped up before, you know, because it's a great name. Yeah, well, I'm happy you say that because every time I hear it, I'm like, "What were we doing?" <laughs> you know, we're oh, too far it's just in a, like, now. Just, juxtaposition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's that. <laughs> it's. I think it's a good one. You've done well there, Alan. Well, awesome. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> now, all of those compliments and uh, backslapping aside, <laughs> um, unfortunately, I've got some bad news for you. Oh no! What um, is it? And that is that there's been a zombie outbreak in west virginia i'm doomed Um, yeah and my first question for you is what is your action plan for survival okay my action plan for survival um i'm gonna be that guy that is going to lay low nice yes i'm gonna i'm gonna try to hold up somewhere and be okay because i am definitely not big and brooding enough to survive Mm. or to lead an anarchy rebellion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe one day but, hey, yeah know, if I, we can dream just... big right <laughs> and i'm definitely not intimidating enough it, you know i would just come across another place and be like oh sir can you please move out of the way <laughs> and then, is there anywhere specific that you'd actually go or are you just gonna hunker down at home man i probably would just hunker down at home and uh just use my cat as a, as a security guard against everything my cat's really good at hiding places so i'll just follow her wherever she goes she's good at finding food too so i guess that will work well great and what's her name her name is athena but she doesn't go by that you know you you don't call your animals by the name you give them 
It's like no. tea, sweet tea, big body tea. Shut up, I just fed you. That's usually the one I go with. <laughs> That's nice one. Yeah. I love it. Well, um, you know, you spent like a, a few weeks alone with uh, with tea. And uh, <laughs> you, you, you start striking up a conversation with her. Um, and uh, in your mind, she's speaking to you. Um, now that you're going a little bit stir crazy. <laughs> and uh she she ends up asking you about comics and the uh the first question that she asks is what's the first comic you remember enjoying um so yeah i i remember buying comic books as a kid but to my cringe whenever i think back to it i had this little ringling binder and i would take a three spiral hole punch and punch the comics to put them in there Right. So, wow. Oh God. I, when I think about it, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, well, I needs re- must, you know, I know. Right. <laughs> so, but the, the one that I really remember that has got me into comics was actually, uh, cause I mainly come from a manga reading background. Yeah. Um, so the as stereotypical answers, this might be, but, uh, death note. I don't know if you've ever read that. I have not. And it is on my reading list. Of things that I need to read at yeah, some point. Yeah, the mountain of reading lists that we all <laughs> yeah, have. Right. Yeah, so Death Note absolutely uh, loved it. It engrossed me. Um, it's about a guy that finds a Death Note, which is a book of demon, which is a book for demons where they write people's name in, and they know when they die, and he gets yeah. the the Death Note, and he becomes kind of a you know a death god on earth. Hardcore. And I was just completely, completely wrapped up and emerged. And then it just sparked my interest in that whole medium. And how old were you then? Sorry. Oh, this was not that long ago. <laughs> I was yeah, maybe like 19 yeah, no. or so. Yeah. Eight, right. 19 or 20 ish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So you, you weren't so much into, into comics before that time. Well, see, um, I come from a literature background. So, right. uh, there's these things that I, I even talked to my letterer about it. Uh, Dave Lentz, I'll tell him like about books I've read and he doesn't understand what books are. He thinks they're just comics with giant word bubbles. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I really like, I was big into literature. I, I majored in English in college. Um, and I, I've always liked comics and graphic novels, but I, I never did any searching outside of what was relatively popular. You know, I, yeah. I read Watchmen, V for Vendetta, 300, Sin City, mm-hmm. You know, the, the really popular stuff I read without actually diving into some of the nitty gritty stuff. Nice. And so after after you've read Death Note, um, then obviously you're you're well into into manga and, and comics at large. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you start trying to think about, you know, how would I go about writing a comic myself? Or so was that a few I, years later? That was that was definitely later because I never yeah. thought I could do it. Right. Um, I think it's one of those things where you look at it and it's intimidating because you're like, how in the world do you even begin writing a script for this? And how do you find people to do this? Because I can't draw, so I can't depend on myself, <laughs> you know? So it's one of those things where I, it, it honestly never crossed my mind because I never felt like I had a good enough idea even to put on paper. Wow, and so um, is po- Pocus Hocus is the first one, um, is the first comic that you've written, right? Right. Yeah, and the first Kickstarter was when? Sorry, the first Kickstarter, um, I believe we launched in June, if I remember correctly. 
Great. It was around there. Yeah. And it, um, nice. it got funded, which was really surreal and yeah. awesome. And then uh, I was afraid it was too soon to launch another one or mm. if people were even going to come back for the second issue. Because right. um, I think the big fear was, you know, you have a lot of friends and family that donate to your first Kickstarter because it's like, Oh look, Alan and Will, they they made a comic book. How cute, you know? <laughs> right. So, so yeah, then they're just yeah. going to, you know, support us for this one. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we made the second one and it's just, the responses have just been, been awesome. That's, that's when, you know, um, you're actually doing okay with a story that you're telling when complete strangers are telling you that they really enjoy your work. Yeah. That's a proud moment, right? Yes. Yeah. Very. Even even harsh criticism, I love that too. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, the fact that yeah. somebody would take time out yeah. of their day to actually do that—you took time of, to hate good. what I wrote. I appreciate yeah, you right. so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> exactly, that's fantastic. And so, I mean, you said that um, you know you came up with that like many many years ago, uh, like the magician. Yeah. Um, but um, when did you know you start trying to really pin down the story? itself before you kickstarted it so um i think it was just one of those things where it just it's it's hard to explain because it just clicked right um i I just decided hey i i think i want to try my hand at this and what can i do with this story because the original story for it was actually um i don't know if you're familiar with this comic series called the ice cream man uh, um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. It, yeah. So I love the ice cream man because it's, it's episodic. You, you don't really need to follow along. You yeah. can just pick up any random issue and it just tells a story. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. actually what the magician was supposed to be. Um, it was just going to be about this evil magician that lures people up on stage and, and just does evil stuff to him. And the audience has no idea, you know, just real creepy undertone feelings. Right. Yeah. Um, but then I approached uh, Will Radford and asked him if he wanted to help me bring this thing to life because Will actually has a screenwriting background and he makes a lot of short films and it was one of those. He was just kind of the perfect guy for the, for the perfect job to really help visualize this and capture it. So that way we could bring focus to a a page. Nice. And so you you guys just collaborated together um, over, over a, a year or, um, honestly, I think we finished the first script in, we started writing it in October of last year. Right. And we finished that script about November ish, I think. Nice. And then it was just really at that point, it was just gathering your team together, finding mm-hmm. the right people and really making sure everyone is focused in on what we're trying to do together. Nice, man. And then, yeah, it all came together, got funded, mm-hmm. and uh, you're on issue two. So that's absolutely fantastic. Yep, thank you. Brilliant. Uh, now, heading back to your home, and uh, you're still a little bit um, delusional speaking to uh, to your cats. Listen, Athena. I got bad news for you. I do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this this fictional scenario you're setting up is just like a Wednesday <laughs> for me. You know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm thinking more you're you're actually seeing athena speak oh okay so um, she's type of thing. Okay, so, no, i'm fully yeah, aware no, no, no. she only listens right now okay yeah yeah exactly it's <laughs> that's good to know actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that part out please okay yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, athena then asks you what's the funniest comic that you've read 
So the funniest comic I've read, um, and I, I love humor uh, in anything when it's delivered well, but I think Chew and mm. I Hate Fairyland. Those two together are the, always the, the first ones that come to mind. Just so much with, I, I'm a sucker for puns and dad jokes. And mm-hmm. both of those deliver so hard, and especially with the tongue-in-cheek humor that they have, and just how self-aware they are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's just, it's those that get me, especially the, I don't know if you've ever read I Hate Fairyland, um, but the beginning monologue for it, where it has the very stoic, serious narrator telling a story with a manic little girl that's being thrown into a brand new world is just incredible. I'm gonna have that. That is one I haven't read either. Yeah, just um, read so the I'm first three to... pages, and you'll understand yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yeah, no, yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, try and get that. And I suspect that Image probably has the first issue for free on their website. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, um, I'll 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 definitely check that one out because uh, I mean, yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about it probably later. But um, yeah, the 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 art in uh, I Hate Fairyland is is absolutely fantastic. It's wild. Um, yeah. Yeah wild is it? it's definitely the the right description mm-hmm. for, for it uh now uh changing gears um your cat t uh asks what's the saddest comic that you've read okay so the one that pops up in recent memory um the saddest comic right now is the uh lord what was it number 83 of batman uh the new ones so yeah. spoiler alert uh alfred dies and Batman has to look over his body after he discovers it. And the whole issue is just a voiceover from Alfred with Batman losing his mind and, you know, grieving angrily over, you know, his best friend and butler's and father figure's body. And way to bring down the mood, Sam. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. and then uh, the the other thing <laughs> that always killer. I know, right? And the other thing that always comes to mind the uh, I'm, my favorite series of all time is Berserk, the the manga, yeah. and uh, the whole thing is just such a sad undertone too. Yeah, that they they call it the struggler, you know, <laughs> because nice. it yeah. seems like there's the ratio of good stuff to bad stuff that happens is way off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite striking when when. A story does does have that. Um, yeah. I've found, I think, I mean, I I enjoy a happy story uh, a lot, uh, but I think that I've had my most interesting introspections, perhaps, when it's a sadder story. Um, kind of when the scale is like more on the sad side of things. I don't know. I think it gets you to question your own emotions right. more doesn't it because they're happy yeah. you, you just go with it like happy that's fine easy peasy um but when it when there are challenges within a story and it does lead to you know sadder emotions i think you tend to explore that more you challenge it more don't you yeah I because it, and i think that's important from a um from a writing standpoint too yeah you, you need to have um you know pocus is a it's a dark comedy Mm-hmm. And we we have some serious undertones to it, and I, and I feel like those tones are are what really gives your story heart. 
it, it lets your audience know that your characters are also human, you know, to an extent, you know, yeah. uh, even when we're dealing with demons, they're still human. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> sure. it really lets you know, like, you know, so that way you can really devolve in, into and dissect what these characters really are and their motives behind what they want and where they're trying to get to. Exactly, man. No, that's great. Um, so yeah, no, fantastic choice. Um, and then uh, going along the challenging emotions, uh, what's the scariest comic that you've read? So I, I love horror, um, anything with it. You know, mm. uh, I'm a big fan of Evil Dead. I have an Evil Dead sleeve tattooed on me, you know. Cool. So nice. yeah, I, I'm big into into horror movies. Um, so the one that I've gravitated to as far as my horror fix is, is again, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, another manga. Uh, mm. It's by Ito. Um, ITO. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever read any, any of his work. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He very, uh, very good at capturing the mood, right? Mm. So the, the one that I remember most recently, it's one from his uh, newer collections, and it's based off of an old Japanese book called The Human Chair, where ultimately there's a, a man living inside of a chair that someone buys, and there's just a decomposing body in it. So, you know, fun times. You're an everyday just, antique shop. Yeah. So, and it's one of those things where it's just creepy, right? Yeah, like, totally. um, I, I love, like I said, jump scares, I'm totally fine with. And I, and I love things that lurk in the shadows. But when it's something like that, it's broad daylight. And I don't know, it's just, you just need a shower after you read it. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of <laughs> those. Like, oh. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic uh, now trying to lighten the mood uh let's move no, on i want to i want to keep being depressed but uh yeah my my favorite question which is uh what is your favorite cover okay so um i have i guess there's like a two-part answer to this um my favorite cover is probably the first issue of I hate fairyland just because I remember seeing that on a shelf because it was a trade whenever Mm. I first discovered it. And I remember seeing that and just being completely blown away. Yeah. Um, it was one of those, you look at it and you know, I judged a book by its cover because just by that cover alone, you know exactly what you're going to get into and there's no way around it, you know? Uh, But from a a beauty standpoint for covers that I could just look at over and over again, there's a a comic. It's a, I can't remember if image has the series or not, but the comic series is called mercy. Right. And the artwork on all the covers are 10 out of 10. Incredible. Nice. Um, yeah, just trying to bring those up as well. Yeah, it's a Victorian era, you know, and that's where yeah. focus takes place. No, it is, it is, it is image as well. Oh, um, okay. And uh, yeah, no, uh, striking colors. Um, and yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah, and it, it's one of those on. things just ima- like, you know, they're all elegant while being scary in the same time. And it's just great. Yeah. And then I think an honorable mention is all the covers of the uh, series Stray Dogs because right. they just take dogs and then put them into horror movie posters, which I'm already a sucker for. So there we go. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. Uh, no, some uh, some great uh, choices there. Um, yeah, no, I, I hadn't seen the Stray Dogs one. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah. whenever you get time, just check fun. it out. 
Yeah, yeah there's, there's yeah. like a Silence of the Lamb one. Yes. <laughs> um, that's very good. Um, what other one can I tell? There's a 28 Days Later 28 one. Days Later, I'll just yeah. see that one. Very Dracula. good. Dracula. Uh, yeah. There's a movie they use, and it's a, it's a Japanese horror film called The Audition. They use that right. one too. Oh, Blair yeah. Witch. Yep. Um, the Craft. Yeah, they, they go in. <laughs> they go it. for it. Yeah. Nice. Very, very good. Excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, no, those are some fantastic choices. So definitely go check out all of those folks. And if you haven't seen the I Hate Fairyland number yeah. one cover, um, go check it out. Because yeah, as you say, Alan, that, that stands out on a yeah. on a shelf just because you, you got a, a little kind of a, a menacing little girl that's wearing a pink dress. You can tell that she's menacing straight off the bat because she's oh, holding uh, a bloody axe. And but. she's grinning from ear to ear while covered in blood. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And holding a bomb as well yeah. by the oh, looks yeah. of it. Wild. Um, oh, yeah. actually, uh, but the best cover of all is every cover of Pocus Hocus. Uh, clearly. Of course. Yeah. 100%. You know, w- without a doubt. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely. Oh, fantastic um brilliant um and so uh moving on to another of my favorite questions and that is what's the most meaningful comic to you so yeah um you know to to kind of circle back to really the well i guess would be the second question after what i'm going to be doing and being a coward during the zombie apocalypse (laughs) um the most meaningful to me would probably be death note the the first one i got because that's really Mm -hmm. really what sparked everything you know um, of course, you know, I was always a Batman fan and, um, all this stuff, but, you know, from what I can remember and it actually impacting me and then getting me to, to where I am talking to you today, Sam w- would have to be yeah. Death Note. Yeah. Amazing. It's so, so good when you can actually pin it down to, mm-hmm. to one particular, uh, story. Um, and, uh, so that was definitely the turning point. Um, and it's weird too especially the stuff that influences us because especially from a you know from being a writer like you know thinking about these questions i I go back and i'm like oh crap so there's elements of death note in my book (laughs) so yeah yeah, and you you, like you write it without even thinking about it oh yeah definitely it's gonna it's gonna happen it's it's unavoidable like even even if you try to consciously avoid it it happens anyway (laughs) a hundred percent because like you know at the end of the day i'm a realist i'm not telling the most original story i mean i'm very aware that there's so many stories out there with demons that you know people selling their soul to them and Mm -hmm. you know we have to we got a price to pay after that but it's it's just your own take and how you have fun with it exactly man no, that's spot on. Yep. That's fantastic. Uh, now, uh, moving on to our next question, and that's what's the most underrated comic that you've read? Uh, Pocus Hocus. No. Um, so <laughs> I, I, the, whenever I thought about this one, uh, there's a graphic novel uh, called Blankets. I'm not yeah. sure if you... I'm not sure if you've ever read it or it's, seen it's come about. up a couple of times on the show. Oh, has it really? Okay. So it's yeah. not that underrated. All right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, right. <laughs> I, I, I cut a couple of times in 127 episodes. Okay. Okay. So, well, yeah, so yeah, not, not to really. really repeat too much what those guys have said, but um, I remember getting it. Uh, it was actually lent to me by the co-writer because uh, we went right, to high school brilliant. together. And oh, really? um, cool. yeah, so yeah, we've been friends uh, since we were 16 or 17. Um, right we met in a class called advanced communications, which was one of those classes where you just show up and sleep, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, but yeah, man, he lent that to me and I read the whole thing in a night. I couldn't put it down. 
Yeah. And I recommend that to just about anybody because it's, it was so wild because I wasn't expecting it, you know, yeah. and it's, it's not a biography. Like there's not a lot that really happens in it. It's just a guy telling a story about his life. Yeah. And it's good. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's done pretty well in terms of, um, getting, uh, listed, mm-hmm. um, with Time Magazine, apparently, um, it was the number one in two thousand and three best comics list. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I haven't, I hadn't heard of it until people had brought it on the show, basically. So um, yeah, no, it definitely, perhaps needs a bit more recognition. Yeah, like I said, I absolutely love it. Recommend it, hundred percent. Excellent. Uh, now, um, for a friend who's never read comic comics rather uh what comics would you recommend to that friend so this is kind of uh like my own testimony right so mm. whenever i i got ready to you know to, i guess it was like you have that feeling like you know what i think i'm going to actually start writing a comic or you start getting really interested in them mm. so and yeah, it's one of those things where I, I was so engrossed in the manga because it to me the main mainstream comics are intimidating because yeah. you look at the number on the comic and it's like, you know, Batman 1047. You're like, <laughs> oh God, I have to read 1000, you know, <laughs> before this, Amen. before we get to this point. Um, and then there's so many side stories and other mini series that like, I, I think I kind of psyched myself out on really where to start or where to begin. Mm. But luckily um, I found the Tom King's Batman and absolutely love that. And because it's such a good starting point for a new arc, the uh, the new Thor and Hickman's X-Men and the new 52 Aquaman, like absolutely loved all those. So I would recommend those because they are just good jumping off starting points and it's with familiar characters. So you don't have to worry about recommending something super obscure to someone and then completely turning them off from even wanting to pick up another comic ever again. Yeah, you know, exactly. you know, and it's kind of like as much as I love stray dogs, I don't know if I'd yeah. recommend that immediately and be like, yeah, it's about a bunch of dogs that are trying to find the, this killer for one of their owners. Yeah. It's like, Oh, exactly. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, I'll it. be all right. You, you have a good day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm going to keep moving. Yep, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. With uh, with well known titles, then yeah, it's it's going to probably hit the right note, isn't it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And like I said too, like it's just all about where to look, and especially with the indie comic scene, um, mm. I, I can relate a lot of that to manga, just because indie comic writers, um, you know, from what I've seen, especially with some of the other smaller releases, they already have their story in mind. Right. Yeah. They're not afraid to kill off characters. They're, they're not yes. afraid to, to take mm-hmm. the story to a different direction. And that was kind of how it was with manga, because, you know, you have a series that ends on volume 30 and they don't care after that. You know, they yeah. they're just trying to tell their story and get through with it. But when you have a lot of the, you know, the weller known, more mainstream stuff they they do have to play it safe because there's a fandom there that is expecting mm-hmm. their, their superhero and their favorite characters to still be in another series. So, exactly. and I, and I think that's where a lot of the, the indie stuff really comes into play with why I love it so much too, is yeah. because they're literally just trying to tell their story and it's admirable, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting to kind of see, you see it all develop. 
um in terms of where where everybody's going and you know finding their role in the in the comics community you know um because obviously you've got your your legacy characters with dc and marvel and things but then yeah as you say in the indie world you know you've got a lot more freedom in terms of what what you can try um and 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 people you know applaud that i think um yeah you're you're taking risk you know and it's a lot of times it's calculated risk another time it's well we'll see what happens (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i'm not sure about this but you know let's go for it Definitely. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and uh, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? Why would you ever ask anyone this question? I feel like <laughs> this is the hardest one. Um, I, I'm going to say, so this is the scenario, right, Alan? So okay. you, you, you spent the past few weeks in your house um, with, with, with your cat, but the zombies are now at the door. You've got to grab one comic from your long box and then you got to hightail it with your comic in one comic in well your cat in your arms and <laughs> yeah, so just I got a, a comic, comic in your yeah the two most important seas in my life right exactly <laughs> okay so if i'm if i'm hightailing it out of here oh i'm either gonna take the first copy of death note or the uh the collection of tomie stories by ito I, I think that that was. I think that's the answer. The the if now if I could take a series with me and put it in a magical backpack and condense everything down, yep. Um, I would take the Berserk series with me. Excellent. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, right. I have a mat. Okay, it, it, this is my scenario now. So I have a magical bag and I'm throwing <laughs> everything in there. Excellent. Um. So yeah, and 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 Berserk. Um. Just for anyone that hasn't come across it, um, what's what's the the premise of that? Oh, how much time do we got? <laughs> uh... <laughs> so yeah, it's just about this this lone swordsman, very rough life, um, is picked up by a, a band of mercenaries. Uh, the leader of the mercenaries has his own ulterior motives for how mm-hmm. he wants to have his own kingdom, and is willing to do anything to get that kingdom. And yeah, so it's, it's also one of those series where it's, it's bittersweet because I absolutely love everything about it, but the writer of it is recently passed away. So yeah. And the series has been, has been going since the eighties. So, and we were actually in the final arc, like the final few chapters, because you can just tell everything is, you know, everyone's meeting up, stuff like that. And the uh, yeah, he he's passed away. So the the future of it is very uncertain right now. Yeah. But I am very happy with what I got, and the influence that it has created for me. You know, totally. That's incredible. Um. Well, hopefully they're able to kind of you know pull upon his notes. And, yeah. And actually, so, and it's so weird because in in Japanese culture, the, I know I've never read the series, but mm. there's there's a famous scenario of this. I think the uh, the series was called Hunter X Hunter something like that right. where the, the writer passed away before the series was finished and they just stopped it because they, they don't want to, I, I guess it's one of those things where they want to honor the memory and the legacy. Yeah. So you just, yeah, you just don't know. I know he had a writing staff with him and uh, right. other illustrators that he was teaching how to draw like him. So I don't know if he knew that mm. he was sick, you know, just a lot of, yeah. I don't know. So yeah. I'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, so yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Um, but uh, along with that, um, you do get a weapon, tool, or useful item to take with you as well. 
So which what what would that be? Man, I got to Bruce Campbell it right from the Evil Dead. I got to take either a chainsaw or a sawed-off shotgun. One of the nice. two. If not, why not both? Right. So you you can duct take them together. Yeah, I'll one? just take I'll just take my cat. My cat's so cute. Zombies won't even want to eat her. So then <laughs> yeah, I'll just get a free totally. passage. Yeah. <laughs> nice man. Um, excellent. Um, well, um, happy to provide you with a magic backpack with all of the volumes of, of Berserk in it, <laughs> along along with a, uh, a, short, a sawed-off shotgun um, with a chainsaw duct tape to it, and you get your cat as well. Oh, thank you so, so much. You're too kind. You're all, you're, you're all sorted, Alan, and uh, thank you so much for sharing your comics with the Apocalypse. Oh, hey, no, thank you so much for letting me be on here, and I appreciate just the opportunity and everyone listening and we hope to see you guys soon and we hope to see you in hell <laughs> absolutely um, and uh, for the listeners but one more time where can they find you online yeah so like i said they can find us at pocus hocus comics at gmail.com uh we got the twitter handle chaps of fury and yeah facebook you can just search pocus hocus and it takes you straight to us brilliant um and uh, do you have any uh, cons lined up at all so as of right now, no, we we're talking about doing an oddities fair that is coming up this weekend in uh, Beckley, West Virginia. So we're hoping to maybe do that and get, get the word out just a little bit more locally too. Totally. Nice. Fantastic. Well, um, if you're ever this side of the pond, Alan, uh, make sure you give me a shout. Um, if you're ever going to be coming to something like MCM London or something like that. Oh, Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. And uh, other than and that, yeah, no. yes, please do. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'll just put her in a backpack. She'll be uh, she'll be super bummed, but she'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, she'll be all right. She'll yeah, be all right yeah. in the end. Um, but yeah, no, that would be fantastic. And uh, again, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, Alan. Okay. And uh, best of luck with the rest of the Kickstarter. Hey, thank you, and I hope to be back soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Alan. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again to Alan for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. And if you'd like to check out Alan's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news the comic club, and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.